There is a Dallas, actually a Carrollton-based company that has really grown very steadily in a very tough environment. That is selling, you know, practice wear and cheerleaders uniforms. It's a it's a business that is dominated by another Dallas-based company, BSN or, or Varsity Brands. But they've really carved out an interesting niche. And now they're opening up a bricks-and-mortar store. The founder of Rebel Athletic and CEO is Karen Nassif Aldridge, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Well, thank you for having me. So so nobody told you that when you started this, you were going to take on an 800-pound gorilla? Oh, well, I had a, I had an idea. I mean, I did a little bit of research and realized there was one dominant player in the market. And I saw an opportunity because they didn't have a lot of competition. I actually used that to my advantage, but it certainly has been more of an uphill battle than I expected over the last decade or so. But you've got a real point of difference. I mean, you, you're, you, you don't crank out cookie cutter uniforms designers. Don't. No, our business was really built on couture. And when I came into the business, I knew that we were going to have to do something several levels up from them in order to compete, right? In order to compete for their business. You can't come into a market that's dominated, you know, 85, 90% by one player and do things the same. I knew that we would have to do things 180 degrees different, and I knew we were going to have to be better. And that's why we set up the off-template couture model, basically offering any customer whatever they could dream up, right? It doesn't have to be out of a catalog. It can be, you can draw it for us and we can bring it to life. And even today, the size that we've scaled to now, I would estimate 35 to 40% of our business is still couture. It's still one-off stuff for customers. Well, and maybe that's why the association with the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, having the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders you know, use your, your practice where that's got to be a great advertisement. Well, they wear our uniforms too. So other than the traditional game day uniforms they wear, you know, they do the USO tour, they do uh, special appearances. They have like their big holiday show they put on and they have specialty costumes for all of those events year round. And we do all of those uniforms and costumes for them as well as the practice wear. So um, and their war- travel warm-ups. So we, we basically do, you know, 90% of what they wear. And they've been a great partner. They've been, I, I got lucky and met Kelly Finglass through a contact probably in 2013 or 2014. And they've been a great partner to us ever since. The 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 uniforms that you make, I mean, as I say, they're not cookie cutter. But also, I mean, they must be more expensive. So uh, who's your customer? Is your customer, your public, not public school districts, I wouldn't think. Yes. So our customer base um, is every everything from All-Star, which is competitive cheer, club cheer. So private cheerleading gyms to schools, middle schools, high schools, public schools, private schools, recreational leagues like Pop Warner, American Youth Football League, um, you know, we don't discriminate against any type of cheerleader. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say. NBA, the Dallas Maverick dancers, wear rubble. I mean, uh, we sell all types of cheerleading from pro teams all the way down to little five-year-olds that are just starting out and everything in between. You know, I, I saw uh, Serena Williams playing tennis the other night, and she was in, it was it was a Nike outfit, but it kind of struck me as the kind of thing you make with lots of, yeah. you know, sparkles and you know, just right. not the kind of thing you would normally see somebody playing tennis in. That right. that seems to be your mandate is is it, what is it original and luxury? 
Yes. And, and really we, we're a brand for girls who sparkle, right? So we feel like if you give a girl a stage through fashion, she can dent the universe. So we really do, um, the detailed stuff, right? We're not the company to come to if you're looking for the cheapest or most basic uniform. We're the company you come to when you want that head turning spectacular item. Although we do do basic as well. We do, you know, I always tell our customers, you know, we came out of the gate building Ferraris and now we're building Fords, right? We started off doing the really, really hard stuff. And now that we've built a name for ourselves as that company that does the really spectacular detail oriented stuff, we now have customers coming to us wanting some of the more more standard traditional looking cheerleading uniforms that you and I know, right? That the sideline uniforms right. that you see at the football games. We're also getting into that market. That's really the next frontier for us is to capture more of that market. Well, I was intrigued when I saw the story that that Rebel Athletic was going to open, I guess, later on this fall in Willowbin Mall. I mean, when I think of Willowbin Mall or any mall for that matter, I think of one off purchases. You go in, I buy a suit, right. you know, I get a suit and go off and wear it. But I mean, you're selling not one-offs, so, are you? I mean, we are. So that's the other division of our company is retail, right? We started as a B2B business selling cheerleading teams and schools and gyms. And in twenty, that was in 2013 that I started that. And in 2016, we branched off and we started a retail line. And that retail line is what you're going to see in Willowbend, right? We tested out a short, I think it was a three-month residency. We did a short uh, residency in Stonebriar Mall, which was very successful. And we realized we don't we don't have enough space here to really execute on what we want. So we talked with Willowbend and Willowbend has a perfect space. It's a little over 8,000 square feet and it's going to allow us to build out a store and an experience, right? So for us, it doesn't matter where we, we realize something. It doesn't matter where we drop a store in DFW because our place, these cheerleaders, they will come to wherever we are. Right. We're not the type of store that's depending on foot traffic from a mall or needing to be in a certain location to be seen. Wherever we drop, we're going to have events there and we're going to bring the crowd to us. Right. So that's why we wanted a big space to be able to do special events and parties and host fashion shows and different things like that. I would think so. Your business must be cyclical to some degree, I would guess. It is. It's it's um, it is not cyclical. It's it's highly seasonal right i kind of compare it to like the people that sell the christmas trees like 90 percent of their revenue comes in that six weeks before six or eight weeks before christmas ours isn't quite that seasonal but there it it is there is a lead-up period the sales cycle is very long when you're making custom items so there's a lead-up period and then a deposit is placed and you're not actually shipping and collecting payments until quarter four of every year so quarter four for us is is when basically all of our revenue, not all of it, I'd say 80% of our revenue hits in, in quarter four for our team sales division, right? Now the store we're opening in Willow Bend, that helps provide a little balance for us, right? Because retail, we run our e-com site, we do pop-up shops all over the United States, and then this brick and mortar store, this this is going to be less seasonal and more of a year-round thing, right? Because it's right. it's like you said, it's one-off pieces. It's ready to wear retail that we can sell to individuals as opposed to large bulk team orders. So I would imagine, like everybody else, that you had a a two year horrible period when everything was kind of shut down and, and we did it, not really we were, we were profitable in 2020 and we grew our revenue by over 40 percent how did you do that 
<laughs> we we call it turning lemons into lemonade. But I here's the thing, Dave. I'm lucky in that I don't answer to a board. I don't have any private you know private equ equity investment people that I have to answer to. Looking at black and white numbers. I bootstrapped this company to where it is today over 10 years. I own 100% of it. So the buck stops with me, right? And so when COVID hit, I'll admit to you now after the fact, I was scared, but I had to put on a brave face for my team. Right. And people around me, my, my husband, you know, who who I really credit with helping me with, with, with building the business kind of behind the scenes. He said, Karen, now, now is not the time to furlough people or let people go. Now is the time to double down. Right. He said, we are going to come out of this pandemic. And we did. He said, we're going to come out of it, whether it's three months, six months or a year from now. And you're going to need these people. Right. So the, the great thing is, Dave, I I by the time the pandemic hit, we had been in business for eight years and I've run the business very conservatively in that I have invested back into the business up until that COVID mark. I think I had taken a distribution once, maybe twice. And so we had built up a lot of funds for a rainy day. We were not leveraged at all. We had no debt. We were operating off our own cash reserves. And so that allowed me to make some pretty radical decisions that maybe other people in my position running companies then wouldn't have been able to. I kept everybody running on full payroll. And that year in 2020, I hired five new people away from my competitor. Wow. So that year, Varsity had furloughed or laid off many, many people. Like it seemed like every week they had a new round of layoffs, which is understandable. They were a huge machine. They had to do what they needed to do, right? And But when they started letting go some of their good people, we snatched them up. And those people are still with us today. Yeah, And, so, and, and the people, I would guess, would be especially important for you because these are I mean, what you're making is not just, as I said, cookie cutter. You right. know, a lot of sewing, you got to have seamstresses that, that they must have, know what they're doing. And I assume machines can't make all these things. No. So we run our own vertically inter integrated factory in China. We have our own production over there that is managed by our own people. We don't outsource anything. And I knew setting up the business that it it was going to have to be that way in order to control quality. At, at the level of, of product that we're making, right? I mean, some of our garments have 20,000 individual stones on them. Wow. Like crystals, right? Extremely detailed garments. And so getting back to 2020 and 2021, um, I think we got lucky in that a lot of our business at the time, and even now is through some of the red states. And you know how politicized COVID got, right? And so a lot of these red states just kept on going like there was no COVID. They didn't shut down. I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but from a business perspective, it saved us. Yeah, right. Sure. I mean, we didn't have a lot of business in California. We didn't have a lot of business in those states that where they were shut down and they weren't writing us purchase orders. I mean, we had had a lot of business through the deep south and that's where cheerleading is big. If you really think about where cheerleading and football are big, that's where our business was. And it kind of saved us in, in 2020. And what happened is in 2021 was all that latent demand, like people, we were more or less flat in 2020, meaning we, we, we were still, our bottom line was still profitable, obviously not profitable at the level we would have wanted to be in a normal year, but we did not lose money in 2020, even carrying a full payroll, right? So what happened in 2021, we grew, we grew by 40% because people that would have ordered in 2020, they rolled their order over to 2021. So we saw like a historically incredible year last year, right? So 
we we've been we've been very lucky and i feel like you know our employee base that you know i told them at, when COVID started i said i don't care how long this thing lasts we're going to ride this thing out i said you have a job you're going to get a paycheck because people got freaked out they were worried you know they saw their their friends at other companies getting laid off and and uh i think that really worked every week that went by that COVID drug on you know secretly i was like sitting in my house scared to death but looking back like it was the right thing to do because these people are now loyal you know people people oh yeah people, i would imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure and so we're really set up for success moving moving into 23 24 so we're in a, we're in a really good place well it, it's it's been fun to watch you grow and, and it'll be fun to see the new bricks and mortar locations uh the uh founder of and ceo of rebel athletic is karen nasa aldridge and our guest today it's good to have you with us thank you it's good to be here. Thanks, David. Thanks for uh, more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.